jasoncharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds. Four, three, two, one. Ready on the firing line. Put it on. Album Shots with Greg Kaz on jasoncharles.net Welcome to episode 3 of Album Shots with Greg Kaz on jasoncharles.net This third episode doesn't exactly have an overarching theme. It's mostly songs culled from albums that I post on my Instagram feed at the real Greg Kaz. And I just wanted to play you a few things and maybe say a few words about them. It's going to start off a little bit mellow and then it's going to maybe pick up a little bit as the songs flow and as the show goes along. We're going to start off with a song with a very interesting history. Everybody knows it as a George Benson classic, but George wasn't actually the first, the second, or even the third to record the song. It was composed by Bobby Womack and first performed by Gabor Zabo, a very legendary Hungarian guitar virtuoso who met up with Bobby Womack and they found that they had a certain musical affinity and they recorded a whole album together under Gabor's name with the two of them just jamming on guitars. And Bobby wrote most of the songs on the album, beginning with a song called Breezin, a very, very beautiful and relaxing and atmospheric song that became an instant popular favorite. Blue Thumb Records actually released it as a single in 1971, and it reached the lower reaches of the R&B and soul charts at the time. And soon after, Sammy Gordon and the Hip Huggers, a funk band out of Brooklyn, also released a cover as a 45. And the year after that, the Boris Gardner happening in Jamaica, Boris Gardner being a great bass player, composer, band leader, producer, and what have you, also did a version that hewed very closely to the Gabor Zabo, Bobby Womack original. But what we're about to hear right now is the original 1971 version of Breezin by Gabor Zabo and Bobby Womack. Thank you. 
In keeping with the uh, kind of mellow guitar-based jazzy vibe, so wonderfully established by that first track, um, we're going to go a little bit more obscure here with a Pittsburgh area guitarist named Walt Barr, who uh, made a couple of really nice records for the Muse Records label in the late 70s. And uh, this is a really nice track, which has a young lady of which very little is known on vocals. Her name is Julie Long, and it's called Free Spirit. And I don't really need to say much about it except listen, and it's pretty self-explanatory. Walt Barr, Free Spirit.
picking it up just a tad, we have a classic track by a cult favorite singer and songwriter, a man by the name of John Lucien, who is very well known in many circles for his sort of like romantic, mystical, escapist approach to R&B, but his R&B is more like rhythm and bossa than rhythm and blues, and he's got that deep, rich baritone with the Caribbean accent, but he also has this very jazz, funky kind of thing happening with excellent musicians always, and uh, this is one of the absolute classics of his catalog. It's called Listen Love. It's from a 1974 album called Mind's Eye, and it starts out in a vibe similar to the last two songs we heard and then quickly gears up and goes to the next level so check it out john lucien listen love listen love to the song i'm singing Remind me for it's so in love with you. song I'm singing Hopefully You have heard my every word But you see My heart must remind me For it's so in love with you Perfectness Has a link between us so real Feel like I'm a child again Chasing dreams Filled with red and yellow colors Eating gingerbread And wine Where's this place called heaven? Could it be that's where you're from? Enfold my every need Like you knew me when my life began Listen, love, to the prayer I'm praying Hopefully, our supreme will hear my plea Faithfully, you'll be my commander For I'm so Bom bom 
next track is by one of my absolute heroes and icons mr joao donato of brazil this is a track that really makes explicit the direct link that he had between the uh, bossa and jazz background that he came from and the latin orientation that really marked out everything that he did 
and made everything he touched super, super funky, and which led to him collaborating closely with people like Mongo Santa Maria, Eddie Palmieri, Tito Puente, and Cal Jader, and becoming a sort of like a dark horse hero of the Latin jazz movement of the 60s in the process. And uh, this track is from one of his earlier albums from 1963. It features the great Milton Banana on drums and Amaury Rodriguez playing the bongos, appropriately enough because it's called Sambongo, like a samba with lots of bongos in it. And it's just a very, very fiery and entertaining track that I love to play out in DJ sets. Here's Joao Donato and Sambongo. Keeping the funky vibe going, we have here one of the individuals who was one of the originators and standard bearers for what became known as world music. Hugh Masekela came from South Africa in the very, very early days of apartheid, and he came to America and 
became extremely successful in very short order, made a ton of records, one of which, Grazing in the Grass, was actually a number one pop hit and a very sort of iconic song of the 60s. But that wasn't just the only record he made. He made a ton of great records, collaborated with many, many, many musicians, and right into the 70s and beyond, he kept it up. This is a song called The Boy Is Doing It from the album of the same title. It's an interesting one because he and his producer, Stuart Levine, traveled to Nigeria to record this album. And it features some interesting musicians such as Rocky Zidzornu on percussion, who played on a ton of rock records like the Rolling Stones and Humble Pie and many other people. And he also has Orlando Julius Ekemode on there, OJ Ekemode, who uh, has a lot of albums reissued as Orange Julius, and he's on many Afrobeat compilations and reissues. And a number of other people, oh yeah, Guy Warren is also on there playing percussion. Guy Warren collaborated with Art Blakey and a lot of other people during the Blue Note jazz days of the early 60s. But uh, this entire album is extremely funky and it's called The Boy Is Doing It and is dedicated to Fela Kuti in 1975 at a time when virtually nobody in America knew who Fela was. But Hugh did, and he wanted to make sure that you did as well. So here's Hugh Masekela, The Boy Is Doing It. Doing it, 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 doing it
Andre Lewis was a very, very creative and innovative and quirky keyboard genius who used to be in a band called Maxane with his then-wife Maxane Lewis on lead vocals. They recorded a number of albums for, strangely enough, the Capricorn Records label, which was rather better known as the main home of Southern Rock, notably the Allman Brothers, and was the label led by Phil Walden, who used to manage Otis Redding. But anyway, getting back to the point, after Maxane released three wonderful albums, the band broke up and most of them started doing a lot of session work. And Andre Lewis came up with a concept. He called himself the masked marauder, the masked music man and basically invented Daft Punk in the mid-70s. And he signed to Motown under the name Mandre and released a string of albums that were very sort of electronic-based funk and very futuristic sort of synthesizer and funk-oriented, at the same time with a foot in traditional rock and soul. But he also had a mask that he performed under when he was in Mandre character. And when you look at the album cover, you'd swear you were looking at a Daft Punk record. And at moments hearing the record, you'd swear you were listening to a Daft Punk record. So I'm pretty sure those guys are more than familiar with what I'm talking about over here. So this is from the first of four classic Mandre records, Mandre 1, 2, 3, and 4, the first three of which were released on Motown. This is a track called Third World Calling, Opus 2. Check it out.
Up next, this is a song from one of the most important and classic albums ever recorded and released in Jamaica by one of its all-time great songwriters, a guy named Bob. But it's not the Bob you're thinking about. This is a different Bob. This is a guy named Bob Andy, who was a guy who was devoted to writing great songs at a time when most people in Jamaica were content to look for obscure soul songs to cover in rock steady form. He wrote songs that ended up being covered over and over and over and over again. And he recorded them at, of course, The College, which is what Studio One, the label and studio is known as, all throughout the mid to late 60s. And these are all songs that, whose rhythms have been reused and reversioned and redone literally thousands of times in the 50 years since then. And in the early 70s, Cox and Dodd of Studio One gathered up all of these classic singles from the mid to late 60s and put them together as an album called Bob Andy's Songbook, which I'm told everybody in Jamaica with a turntable has owned at least twice, if not three times. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but based on the ubiquity of these songs and of that album, I'm kind of inclined to believe it. It's really hard to pick one song out of 12 such huge classics, but I happen to really, really like this one, and I feel like hearing it right now. So here we go with Bob Andy, Let Them Say. Oh uh-huh. 
this last one we're going to close it out with what i would consider one of my favorite closing time songs ever made now when most people think of funk bands from the 70s they usually have a certain visual idea and sonic idea in mind and most people i would say have a very one-dimensional view of what funk was and what funk bands did this song is going to be an example of why I always say that people really undervalue even the most famous funk bands for all that they really did. The Ohio Players had so many songs that were different from the idea that most people have of them on their albums. This song is a very sort of like a poignant ballad, kind of a character study of that guy at the end of the night who doesn't want to leave the club, doesn't want to leave the party, wants to have another drink, wants to hear that last song, wants to keep dancing, does not want the night to end. And they frame it in a very, very beautiful sort of like bar saloon piano kind of vibe that's very, very melodic and it really adds a certain weight to what they're actually saying in the song. The piano by Junie Morrison, the great Junie Morrison, whom we've talked about and played before, even reminds me a little bit of Floyd Kramer, the legendary country Nashville piano guy from the 50s and 60s. It's got that influence and I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly where he got it from. But this is a very, very beautiful song to take us out of this episode and it's called Silly Billy by the Ohio Players.
So I hope you guys have enjoyed this quick little episode. It doesn't really have a defining, uniting theme to it. However, we're working on a couple of ideas, notably a coast-to-coast pair of episodes, one focusing on New York music, the other focusing on California music, which should end up being very interesting. For my daily album posts on Instagram, just look for Greg Kaz, G-R-E-G, and then C-A-Z. But until then, enjoy the sounds. This is Greg Kaz coming at you with Album Shots with Greg Kaz on JasonCharles.net Podcast Network. Happy New Year, and I'll see you very soon. Four, three, two, one. Ready on the firing line. Put records on. Album Shots with Greg Kaz on jasoncharles.net jasoncharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds That was so deep